welcome to Agency Nation Radio. My name is Ryan Hanley, and with me as always is Marty Agather. Marty, what's going on, man? Howdy, gang. Uh, what's going on? It's a beautiful day in Minneapolis. It is also a beautiful day in upstate New York, and what better to do on a beautiful day than to create a podcast, which... Uh, I got to tell you, uh, Agency Nation Radio, I feel like, has really hit a stride. I enjoy doing it as much as uh, anything that we create here. And it seems like from the feedback we've been getting, uh, a lot of you out there, listeners, are enjoying it as well and uh, appreciate the time you guys spend with us. Absolutely. And uh, we've got a fairly large announcement to make today, don't we? We do, but we're going to get to that in a little bit. So let's uh, let's roll into our first topic here because, as we learned about twenty episodes ago, people hate when we bloviate. So <laughs> we will uh, let's roll right into our first topic. Also, I will tell you as a side note, um, there is a podcast which I absolutely love. It's called The Story Grid, and it's about uh, writing fiction, which is um, something that I do when I have free time, which is very, very, uh, very infrequent these days. But I do um, I do like to write fiction. And and this is a fantastic podcast, but the first like three minutes of it are always terrible because essentially one of the hosts comes on and just literally tells you everything they're going to talk about. And I'm like, I'm already here. Don't tell me everything you're going to tell me and then tell me it. It's like, that's not the way podcast works. Like, just get into it. So uh, I appreciate that we have now adopted that style of just let's get into the content because as a listener, I kind of hate that, but although I'm kind of doing it right now. So, all right. So we pulled out an article. This is from Accenture from their insurance blog, and it's titled Traditional Insurance Distribution is Being Upended by Customer-Centric, Digitally Savvy New Entrants. And the crux of this, and again, we'll have this in the show notes. This is episode number 30. So you can go to agencynation.com forward slash podcast and look for episode 30. Uh, This is... Um, the reason I pulled this article out is because there's a really cool chart in it, which basically, uh, it's a pie chart and it's where in the value chain insurance tech companies are focusing their efforts. So basically we, we talk a lot on this show about, uh, insure tech and disruptors and startups and all that stuff, just because I think, um, one, it's something we're both very interested in. And two, it's, it's a very, it's interesting. I think when someone from outside the industry, when they look at our industry, and they start to attack it by creating companies um, to solve problems that they see as not currently being addressed. Uh, I think it's something we can use uh, in our own bit to improve our own businesses, right? If if there are if there are people saying I'm willing to create uh, to generate capital and create a business in this space inside the insurance industry, that means they see a need that maybe we're not properly addressing. And I think this chart uh, completely outlines that. So. Here's the crux of the chart. Five categories, uh, and basically this is how many startups, uh, how many tech insurance tech companies are focused in this area. And the vast, vast majority of insurance, insure tech startups are focused, and I don't think this will be a surprise to anyone, they are focused on distribution and marketing, followed by uh, 56%. 56% 56% of the insure tech startups are focused on distribution and marketing. Do we think people that maybe outsiders don't believe we know how to market our product? I think they, they I think that's a fairly safe assumption. So um, 
Uh, Marty, what uh, the next one is 18% policy management and UW. What do you take from this larger, uh, from this 56%? Well, I think primarily, um, you know, so, so, so there's, this is not new. For, for quite some time, there's been this sort of underlying concept of disintermediation, right? And that's a fancy word that says basically take the middleman out. And um, in, in many industries, the middleman doesn't add a lot of value. All he adds is cost. So that's sort of, I think, one of the driving factors. Um, but even more so than that is a topic that you and I, have, you know, we've, we've gone over previously, and that is the influx of new technology, of new commu- communication tools, of new consumer behaviors offer opportunities for people to revolutionize um, the distribution system. What's happening is people are seeing success in other other industries and they're trying to say, how can I take this success that somebody else pioneered, um, you know, whether it's uh, the the, uh, part-time work for hire economy, you know, and how do I apply that somewhere else, right? And so what we're seeing is... um, this whole concept of online, uh, app in your pocket, uh, better service, ask a question, get immediate response 24-7, all of those things are rolling up to people saying there's got to be a way that we can use these new technologies, use this new consumer behavior to radically change the way this state old thing called insurance is sold and serviced. You know, one of the things too, um, because I, I don't, uh, as much as I'm into technology and I'm into, um, I'm into startups and all, and all this kind of stuff. And I find it incredibly interesting. One of the things too, about this number is that distribution and marketing is really a low cost of entry point to try to disrupt as well. So I think that even though it does tell a story, right? If you're examining the industry and you say, where are, where is the traditional model uh, not evolving fast enough. It is. It, I don't think anybody uh, could be in their right mind to say that we are on point when it comes to distribution and marketing. I think we're getting better every day. I think more light bulbs are going on every day. Um, you know, just in in our little ecosystem here with Trusted Choice and TrustedChoice.com, we see it. But you you read uh, articles in Insurance Journal and and uh, PC 360 and, and, and rough notes and you insurance watch, thought uh, leadership. insurance thought leadership. And you, you know, I think people are really starting to see this, but it's lagging. There's no doubt. Um, well, so I mean, let's, you know, best case, and we've also talked about this best case. It's let's say it's 50% of the industry, right. That, that gets it. That's making these changes. That's trying to, uh, address these issues. The other 50% are ripe pickings. You know, they are the they are the lame uh, impala at the side of the herd. And what are the lions doing? They're picking off the weak and the slow. Yeah. And to a certain extent, uh, you know, this is this is Darwinism. I mean, if if you're not willing to adapt and, and, you know, maybe you need you do need to be called. I I mean, I I don't think it has to be quite so. I don't think it has to be quite so authoritarian. It's not like anyone should choose for someone else. But I think 
in our heart, in our deepest heart of hearts, if we look at our business and we haven't made any improvements to the business in the last 10 or 15 years, uh, I think you know deep down that you're not necessarily interested in growing, um, that you probably aren't providing the same quality product that you did at a certain time in your career, um, and that you're kind of riding it out to the sunset. And it's these organizations, both on the carrier side and on the agency side uh, and on the vendor side and all that kind of stuff, it's these types of organizations that startups are targeting. The hard-charging uh, agency with um, a visionary leadership and and that's bringing along uh, young, fresh, uh, energetic, enthusiastic talent that's interested in testing new technology and partnering with carriers and vendors. Those people aren't going anywhere and they're not going to be disrupted because they're going to just man- uh, maneuver and adjust uh, their business to fit whatever comes. Um, these people are targeting those who have kind of said, I've done well and I kind of want to enjoy what I created, which more power to you. Uh, I just think that's low-hanging fruit stuff. The one that really interests me are uh, – there's there's two actually that interest me um, in the rest of this pie chart. 18% of these companies are policy management and underwriting, right? So when I think of that, I think real disruption on the carrier side could come, I think – from underwriting changes is is there a way that we can't even fathom today of underwriting policies that allows companies to be more profitable at less cost to consumers or at least as profitable at less cost to consumers if that if that works if there's a a big data or whatever if there's a, if there's a way to pull that kind of in- information together when i'm thinking true disruption i think that's where it comes from i i don't think you can truly disrupt this industry just by distribution and marketing because there's always going to be a better gag there's always going to be some some different piece of copywriting and then it'll all circle back again and you know just like in the early 2000s people were in bell bottoms again right like it's just it's just cyclical with distribution and marketing it's it's that company that figures out how to underwrite differently um that says i'm not just gonna take the zip code and charge them all the same price uh and and i think this is where peer-to-peer is going though i don't think any of them at least from my understanding of any of their businesses really haven't figured out yet you know the five to ten years down the road, I see that company that can really figure out the underwriting side of this being a true disruptor in our industry, especially well, if they have a direct channel. Yeah, I mean, I think you know the the the, the proof in the pudding is um, you know progressive. Progressive revolutionized uh, auto insurance underwriting when they said, you know what, we could look at something. You know, the way somebody takes care of their money, and we can draw some assumptions with from the way they take care of their money and their assets and we can draw assumptions and that will tell us how they take care of their other things too like their car and you know that's where credit scoring came from and credit scoring is is a massive change to the industry and because uh progressive figured it out worked the details probably did 47 iterations they've turned it into a serious money maker it's a competitive edge for them yeah, and I think how long it took so many companies to follow suit uh, was really part of Progressive's major run-up in the last decade. 
uh, has been has been understanding that that piece inside of the business. So so those are the kind of things when I think true disruption, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm not yeah, thinking they, distribution and marketing. I mean, I think you can drastically improve businesses through distribution and marketing. I just can't see epic disruption because someone figured out how to create better sales copy in a text message versus an email, right? It just that that to me is that that's that's the those are those are innovations. Those are getting yeah, better. But, yeah, I agree. But I I would say I would say that you know. The revolution in distribution and marketing is going to be more consumer-driven simplification. When that happens, then that changes the distribution model because now I can, for again, not for every line of business, we've been over this, but for some lines of business, the more power you can give to the new consumer behavior, which is I want to do as much of it as I can by myself, and if I'm comfortable, I want to pull the trigger when I want, whether that that's three o'clock in the afternoon or three o'clock in the morning. Somebody who figures that out and can do that in a broad scope with more than niche lines of business, I think that I think that does create uh, a change just due to distribution. See, I think in many ways that's already been figured out. It's just adoption at this point, right? It's just how do you convince somebody who's making three hundred thousand dollars a year in personal income that they should add. Uh, a call center service so that they can sell, you know, 10 more policies a month at 8 p.m., right? The problem is to the to the to the young producer who 10 more policies means the difference between them being able to, you know, take their family on vacation or or maybe, you know, go for Rice a 10-year-old car. Yeah, right? I mean, 10 more policies means something to them. 10 more policies a month to to most agency principals today just doesn't mean that much more when the opportunity is certainly there. I mean, I, it, it's always boggled my mind in this, you know, which, what, what you just said. All that technology exists. It's literally just taking the time to piece it together and understanding the value behind it and not getting caught up in the ultimate BS excuse, which is I want to know the exact ROI I'm going to get from this before I invest anything. It's like, well, you know, if that were the case, none of us would have children. None of us would have children if we needed to know the ROI of everything we do from day one because day one, they're an incredible pain in the ass. But <laughs> when they get to a certain age, they're freaking amazing, right? So it's like, you know, it just, to me, it's, it, all that is there. It's just, it's just jump. convincing people to take action. I want to jump at the smallest segment of the pie, which is 7%. And that's basically somebody that, uh, that that's the segment that is actually building start to finish soup to nuts, you know, insurance platforms designed to do the whole thing, including holding the risk, right? So it's building a new insurance company from scratch. And there are a couple of people out there that are doing that. But uh, I, as I am generally want to do, uh, went and grabbed the actual art of the uh, the study that this came from. My email address is all over the internet because I go in and register for this crap left and right. But uh, so I grabbed down the, I grabbed down the report, and here's the, here's the money quote as far as I'm concerned. Okay, for the most part, and and it explains why that this is such a small slice of the pie at seven percent. For the most part, these players aren't interested in underwriting and taking on risk. It's just too commoditized, requires too much capital, and is too heavily regulated. All right? That 
is the value proposition that the existing players have in place. It's one of their strongest strengths and they've got to continue to leverage it, but they can't afford to sit on their laurels and just use that as the ramparts to the, you know, to the in, invading horde. You've got to use those natural barriers, but then continue to innovate to make sure that this channel survives. Yeah, that's why, you know, you brought up progressive, I'm going to say foremost, um, even even a more traditional super regional like a Westfield, right? Like the I love when I see these companies who understand that there is an advantage to being established and that the answer is not maybe pedal all the way to the floor, but you can't just be all break. And I love to see that. Um, and you know, just just the three that we just named, uh, incredible examples of using kind of their the 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 natural barriers that you the moats that have been built because they've been in place and they've gotten past the regulations and um and all that and are and are now continuing to push the gas pedal down in terms of innovation so uh really great stuff if you want to see this study go to agencynation.com forward slash podcast look for episode number 30 but marty it's time for our big announcement guys Agency Nation Radio listeners, we are incredibly excited for the very first time to announce that this podcast now officially has a sponsor, and not just any sponsor, but one of the foremost technology and innovation companies in the industry, Vertifor, um, the leader in modern insurance technology. If you haven't been to the Vertifor website lately, you need to spend some time on their blog. They update that site a couple times a week with information about the industry trends, news, to keep you ahead of your competition. They have great information for producers, principals, and customer service professionals. It's worth spending some time on the site and reading the blog. Go to vertifor.com and check out the blog from the resources section. If you go to, if for some reason you have a hard time figuring out how to spell vertifor, you can always go to agencynation.com forward slash podcast episode number 30 and click on the link that will be in the show notes that will take you to the vertifor blog. We are so excited to have vertifor um, just partner with us. Uh, I think it's they're just a wonderful partner to start off with uh, in this space, and um, we've had a great relationship with Vertifor, and an but even wait. more exciting announcement. But wait, yeah, there's but more. there's more. <laughs> Take us home, Marty. What's what's the how did yeah? This- so so the really cool part about this whole deal is uh, we are going to uh, be joined from time to time by. Um, a vice president over at Vertifor, vice president of marketing, Guy Wisemantle, who is truly one of the bright lights in this industry. Um, if you are not familiar with Guy, you are going to get to know him. Uh, he is, as I said, he's brilliant, he's opinionated, and he's got some good stuff to add. Uh, he'll be joining us on a regular basis. M- many of the times we'll be talking about some of the disruption stuff. They hosted, Vertifor hosted a disruption um, virtual summit uh, about six months ago that I participated in. Lots of good stuff. And this partnership is really, really going to add value to our podcasts. Yeah, I- I'm excited for it. Actually, I have a whole thing. The whole thing happened kind of organically, just to give you guys the backstory very quickly. Uh, we got so Guy has uh, contributed to Agency Nation. Uh, so he's written a couple articles for us, which is which is uh, really fun. And then I read a couple things and forwarded him to Marty, or maybe it was vice versa. Um, that on insurance thought leadership, which is another wonderful site. And uh, I said, I said, Marty, we got to figure out how to get this guy. We got to figure out how to get guy onto 
our show, like for an interview or something, because I uh, definitely liked his perspective. And then that turned into, um, you know, this kind of partnership idea. And I think it'd just be, it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll help us from just a straight monetary standpoint, add some more production value to the show and uh, and do some more fun things. So we're incredibly excited to both partner with Vertifor and um, on occasion have Guy add his experience in the technology side of this industry um, uh, on the show. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Today is not one of those episodes, obviously, uh, but we will have one soon. So let's uh, let's move on with the show and talk about our second article. And this actually comes from Insurance Thought Leadership and uh, it's probably why they've been on my mind here. This is an article by uh, Mike Maines, and actually Marty found this. It's called Differentiation, uh, Real Advantage or a Lie. And I'm going to give this setup, and then I want Marty to kind of take us into this thing. So the setup for this article is uh, Mike, the author of this article, basically says that he's making the case for how agencies market themselves as being different from other agencies is is actually uh, a lie, right? That that they're the for the reasons that they are the reasons in which they use as differentiation are not actually differentiators because every single one of their competitors uh, uses the same uses the same set of items. He calls them uh, brag points or something. Um, he has a special term he uses for them, something about bragging yeah. uh, and. And the example he gives is he had he had an agency that he was working with list out their nine competitors. He then went to the websites of both his client and the nine competitors and pulled off the top five like brag points, like you know, great service, uh, responsive, all the all the same stuff that you see on every website. He pulled off all the top five things from all ten websites and then sat them in front of his client and said, "Show me which 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 uh, which agency is yours," and they couldn't do it. Because, you know, they, they all look basically the same. So, um, Marty, we talked about this. You know, the thing that Mike doesn't make is what actually are true differentiators that agencies could tar- start to think about. Um, but before I get there, why did you think this was so interesting? Well, I think it calls it, it calls uh, out the the real challenge that we have and that is too frequent you know so so the way a consumer now remember that you know depending on what study you look at somewhere between 60 and 70% of the buying journey takes place before the person ever talks to a representative of the company so they're out there doing all that research on their own and and where they're ultimately making the decision to who they want to work with is a function of all of that marketing collateral that you've got in space. Primarily that's digital, but it doesn't have to be, right? So if, if you aren't giving the consumer a real reason to choose you as their provider, they're going to blow by you and, and go to the next one, right? And after they look at 20, do you actually think that they're going to remember? So... Um, you know, the, the, the easiest way for me to describe this, and we talked a little bit about this in, in, you know, building your, um, advantage profile on trusted choice in one of our webinars a couple, couple weeks back is think about the personality of your agency. If I were just to look at pictures, you know, headshots, uh, on 
most agency websites, they're tremendously alike, right? It's, uh, you know, a guy or a gal in a dark blue suit. You Maybe you got a little color in your shirt. You're wearing a tie. Ooh, if you really want to be, you know, out there, you might have an open collar. But, you know, it, it, you know, smiling, handsome, you know. But how is that a differentiator other than I look a little different than Ryan does? I'm a little, got more, more gray hair or what have you. I'm probably better looking, but that's another topic for another day. Um, but, but the point is we don't, that doesn't really set you apart. So you need to begin to think. And so what he, what he was doing, what Mike was doing in this article was calling these agencies out saying, you know what, don't fool yourself and tell yourself that you're, that you're different when you're not really calling out anything that's unique. So I, I hit, I've got a couple of things that I wanted to lay out on our audiences as points to ponder about things that I believe are real differentiators. And then Ryan, I want you to come back at me. All right. Yeah. So, so two quick things. I got two yeah. quick things for you. So essentially what we're going to do today for you guys is take Mike's article and go a little further. We're going to actually talk about differentiation items. Um, before we go there, Mike, I want to ask you a very quick question. Yeah. So you said um, the, the picture thing, which I lo- I think it's an incredible example, right? Incredible example, the, the, the headshots. I think the natural pushback from most agents would be, but we have to be professional. So what would you say to that and kind of how far can you go and still be professional if that actually is important? Sure, absolutely. So I think, and I thanks for bringing me back to this because I didn't really finish up there. What what I think is critical is that your pictures show some of your real personality, right? So you have to begin to think about what is the personality of the agency. If if uh, if you are all buttoned down and maybe maybe you serve Wall Street. Uh, and all of your clients are absolutely um, Wall Street investment banker types, then button-down shirts and black shoes is probably the most appropriate thing you can do, right? So your personality, the agency personality, is exactly that. The flip side is, uh, if you are in um, the front range of Colorado, and your primary customer uh, is ranchers and or construction companies, then I think there's nothing wrong with a pair of blue jeans, a belt, uh, a, a big belt buckle, and a, and a set of cowboy boots, right? And a pickup truck. That is, that's who those people are going to relate to far more than somebody in a blue blazer, a blue shirt, open collar. So those are the kind of things that you need to understand. So, so, but not only the headshots, how about pictures of the agency itself that are showing the personality and the culture that you cultivate inside your agency, Okay. If you have one of those Minnesota Twins batter's helmets with the two uh, can holders on either side and with the pipes, you know, if that's the way you like to go to the ball game, that's great. That is not a picture that ever should be on your agency website, though, right? Because that's oh, not be professional. Amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> it would be amazing. And, 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 you know, literally, you might get some customers or, or, or people who would say, this is so out of the place and these guys have such a sense of humor that uh, I want to work with them, right? But but that's a pretty big gamble to take. So I'm not sure I'd, I'd, I'd make that advice to you. But the point being is that's what I mean by those pictures. Figure out who your personality is, not only for yourself, but also for your agency, and then make all that stuff congruent so that you've got that ability. Yeah, if you're super into fishing, why can't it be a like a nice 
good looking shot of you fly fishing in a, you know, or if you're a skier or if you are into baseball or maybe you're super into your kids. I, I'm 100% with you that uh, there is nothing worse than the glamour shot or worse, like the SD, the standard definition cell phone headshot. Um, like it's just, it, it's, it's just such a bad impression. And it, and it does, like so, you said, there's nothing memorable about it. Your marketing is supposed to be memorable. That's why people buy. So, okay, let's get into your thing. I mean, who's, who's, but I'm, I'm just going to give you one perfect example. You, you tri- triggered a thought. Who's our guy with the, uh, with the food trucks out in San Francisco? Denny Christner. Denny Christner. Go to Denny Christner's website and look at the picture. It's a family shot of him with his wife and his two kids. It's fantastic. It gives you an idea of exactly who he is as a person. Okay. Beautiful. Love it. Okay, okay. So let's get into, uh, so how do you, so what's your number one way? Maybe we just talked about yeah. your number one way. What's yeah. your number two way in which uh, agencies can differentiate themselves from the competition? Okay. So, the, the, you know, the, I wrote, I wrote a blog post some time ago. You probably, probably been taken down now. <laughs> so long ago, but uh, called the, the the message that speaks to exactly nobody, right? And it's all about the hi. Here at the Agatha Insurance Agency, we sell insurance to everybody. We're specialists in all kinds of insurance. That is not a message that resonates. Okay, I'm not online looking for somebody who does everything really well. First of all, because I, if I'm even beginning to think about it, I probably know that that's not true. But more importantly, when I go online and I've got an insurance challenge, I want somebody who's a specialist in exactly what I do. And the way you prove to me that you're a specialist in exactly what I do is you talk about it, right? So let's go back to our guy in the front range. He specializes uh, in ranch and construction. So he's going to create content talking about the fact of how he's helped ranchers and construction contractors how he's on the job site with you. He's giving you impromptu safety uh, tips while he's out there. Uh, you know, he, he can get the special builders risk programs. He's, uh, he's available 24 seven for, um, for, for performance contract bonds, all that kind of stuff. That's what matters to me. If I'm a builder on the front range of Colorado, that's the differentiator that's going to get me to pick up the phone and dial that shop rather than hi, I, I, you know, this is the Hanley agency and we do everything for everybody. So that'd be number one, talk specifically about who you are, what you specialize in, talk to your prospective client. Completely and utterly 100% agree with this statement people go online to find the best option right they don't have to settle that's why they go online right that's what google's all about don't settle just for the person across the street from you when there could be someone five minutes down the road who's the perfect fit don't settle that's the whole thing with searching online we don't go and go give me the average uh, agent, give me the the best average agent that you have out there. They go. I want the person who understands exactly who I am, how I operate, how I want to communicate, and the things that I need. And I want them now. And if you are not, if you are trying to be everything to everyone, I absolutely, positively, guarantee this. You know, uh, you will struggle to separate yourself because if you're not, I'm gonna give you a great, great example. My brother in law 
uh, um, I have two, I have two brother-in-laws in the insurance industry. One owns a renter's insurance, a national renter's insurance agency called effective coverage. All he writes is renter's insurance. And you know, then he cross sells into other personal lines, but his primary sale point is renter's insurance. And over the course of the last seven years of him growing this agency, he now has something like 20,000 policies in force or some, some enormous number because everybody is, you know, here we are seven years later. It's he's the renter's insurance guy. Oh, you have a, you have 20,000 units. Well, you go to effective coverage. He's the renter's insurance guy. You don't go to, you know, Johnson general agency in your town. They're, they're not the renter's insurance people. He's the renter's insurance guy, and you go to him, and that's what he's found. And my other brother-in-law, who is a local agent, he did this with um, with uh, property insurance. So he is a habitational guy. If you are in the greater 50-mile radius of Albany, New York, Ryan Murray is the guy you talk to about habitational insurance. He just has – it's his reputation. He knows it. He knows all the carriers. He knows all the risks. He knows all the underwriters. He has them all on speed dial on his cell phone, right? And um, because of that, he, if you have habitational, you eventually bump into him, and he writes a ton of it. So um, if you try to write everything, you will fail. It is an absolute differentiator, and uh, Marty, you are two for two. You want to hear? Do we have time for uh, one or two yeah. more? And, and we don't have to get do. get really uh, get really into them. You know, it's our we podcast talk, party. We, we can go as long as we want. Yeah, but people start hanging up. We don't want them to do that, man. <laughs> Not if it's uh, good. That, well, you're right. Absolutely. So here's we t- we just kind of touched on this earlier in the show. Um, how about real twenty four seven availability? Now, I know that. I'm not suggesting that you, you know, start buying illegal uppers so that you can stay up 24/7. But there are there are things you can do that will allow you to to have a live body 24/7. You can contract with the call center, right? You can create a mobile uh, a mobile number that roves with a certain member of your staff, and you can have rotating you know rotating duties. So the point is that's when when you say we're always here for you, and there is a live person who answers the phone twenty four seven. That is a differentiator. Okay, this is like pet peeve, like one of my top pet peeves is agencies who say we value customer service but if you call after 1 p.m. on Friday you get a you get an answering machine it's like that's not customer service you don't really care you only care when it's convenient to you so think about that it is incre- to say that you value customer service but only when it's when when your when it's most convenient to you is incredibly selfish and isn't actually good customer service so uh, i Firmly and utterly believe today. Now, eventually, this won't be a differentiator, but today, access and availability are huge, huge differentiators. Three for three. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna disagree with you just a little bit there. Okay. I okay. believe that this. I believe that this will be a differentiator in the future, but not in the positive sense. If you haven't, if you don't have it, it's going to be a major differentiator, right? Oh yeah. It's yeah, one yeah, of those. Yeah. It's it goes it's from one of those, being one, special to being the baseline. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. And if you don't have it, you know, just one more piece of evidence that you're circling the drain hole. 
Yes. Yeah. This is again. This is not. This is not rocket surgery. Uh, being having your agency. <laughs> if that you know, isn't a mixed metaphor, I've never heard one. You know what I mean? Like this surgery. is. This is like just uh, uh, insight, right? That's who we use for twenty four seven. Call insight today. Set it up so that they at least a human being is taking a message and saying, you know what? We will have one of our representatives call you back first thing in the morning, even if. It's one person a week that calls. If you truly value customer service, um, then you will do this. And if you don't, then you won't. And that's the way it is. But don't sit on your high horse and pontificate about the about how important relationship and customer service is, but only when it's most convenient to you. That's just that's that's not the way it works today. It, you, we can't dictate that relationship anymore. And it's why fifty nine or fifty six percent of insure tech startups are focused on distribution and marketing is is really this point. But today, hundred percent agree. It's a positive differentiator, and I agree with you as well. That in the future it will be a negative dis- differentiator. Marty, you are three for three. Can you roll on? Well, yeah. So here's so here's one. Now this the last two uh, were fairly straightforward and and should be should be achievable by virtually any agency. This next one, it's going to take a little work. All right. So this is not a uh, you know just start it tomorrow because I think there's a little bit more um, effort required, but. It's a true differentiator. Now, this this one I didn't, you know, make up in the back of my mind. I actually um, worked with an, a, a local agency that does this, and that is they do monthly risk management seminars. So this is a large enough agency that they've probably got I don't know thirty specific practice groups, right? So they are specialists in in thirty different areas, and what they do is they have risk management seminars or employee benefit uh, seminars that they put on for their clients and for their prospects. So they are literally bringing good knowledge. This ain't a sales seminar, right? This is not, hi, buy my stuff. This is literally, here are the keys to, um, if you want to run a safe construction site, I'm making this all up off the top of my head. If you want to run a safe construction site, here are the risk management, loss control things that you should be doing. Number one, you know, store your gasoline away from the equipment. Number two, make sure when you leave at night that you, you know, that you uh, remove all remove all keys from from large equipment and lock up all small tools so they can't get stolen. Just if you can do that then you are literally, you've got something that, number one, provides value to your existing customers, but more importantly, serves as a magnet to attract new prospects. Yeah, it's 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 really, and, and just to sum up, I think what you're saying is it's flipping your thought process to being, you know, to true value creation all the time. Um, and yeah, I 100% agree. I, that That is definitely... Uh, yeah, this was like like the 100 insurance questions thing that I did. Uh, there's lots of people doing this. Um, I80 Insurance, uh, Nick Ayers and Shane uh, Eastman out on the West Coast are doing this with their uh, insurance chef show. And they do um, meet and greets, but it's M-E-A-T and greet. Um, that they, they So they, they're doing a lot of cool stuff. Uh, the, the Lemanskis um, – are doing great stuff up in Michigan. Josh Lipstone down in North Carolina is getting in the game. Uh, Cass has been doing this for a while, just rebranded, went local, uh, hired some producers, and they're creating a lot of great content. So um, I think 
I think 100%. This is a heavy work one. This isn't just like call insight, hire them tomorrow. Um, this is this is definitely work. But again, I, I, I when people start to see you as a value first, you're, you're willing to provide value without asking for the sale and it's educational and informational, all that kind of good stuff, then that's just a straight home run and a true differentiator. So that's uh, that that wraps up my short list. I mean, we could probably brainstorm some more, but I think we've given our audience some some ideas about those things that you can really sort of pin your hat on uh, in terms of differentiation, right? Figure out who you are, what your personality is for both you and your agency. Make sure that that's visible to the public. Uh, number two, you know, f- focus on your specialties. Make sure that uh, your content strategy wraps around that because what you're doing is you want to be the choice for the people who have the kind of problems that you specialize in solving. Number three, um, don't forget that that 24-7 is a differentiator right now. That's where the, that's where the promise is, is kept. You don't know when, particularly when your customer is going to have a problem and the fact that you've got a live body there shows you care. And then finally, uh, if you can figure out a way to start bringing your expertise in a non-selling situation out to the marketplace, delivering something uh, of value, that's a really great way to provide value to your existing customers. Um, you know, Is somebody going to leave you based because the, 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 the premium is 6% cheaper but that agency doesn't have the ability to provide that, that those level of services, that, that those ongoing risk management um, type services? Probably not. I mean, yes, we all know the, the person that it's, you know, a quarter is a quarter and, you know, it's you're never going to pry it except when my cold dead fingers relax. Um, we know those people, but most people see value. They don't just focus on the dollar, the, the bottom line dollar amount. Yeah, I, I think that, I agree with you. Will they leave? Maybe. Uh, I think it opens the door. I think if you're trying to build fences around your clients, these are things you need to do. And we could get into a whole – that's actually a great uh, podcast topic for the future. Note to self. Yeah, note to self. But uh, I think we've hit on it. If you do these four things – specific and in the, see the, the cool thing about these is it isn't just like be good at customer service it's these are things that end up being very specific and tailored to you know personality your niches your access and availability your your willingness to deliver value um, these are things that are specific to your agency and your agency only they are true differentiators I hope everyone takes the time to think about these just just a little tiny bit and figure out how they can start to incorporate them. The agencies that really dive in, uh, look at Aaron Nutting and Integrity Insurance out in Arizona. Look at Absolutely. I-80 Insurance. Uh, these are fantastic examples of agencies that have taken ownership over differentiating their agency versus their competition and they're crushing it. So with that, I want to say thanks to everyone uh, for listening, for making it 45 minutes into the show. Marty, great episode. I am so proud of you for hitting four for four for, t- for today. Uh, I hit the cycle, man. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> and um, and uh, now that we have Vertifor as a as a sponsor, great stuff. It's a new uh, new era for Agency Nation Radio and uh, we're going to get out of here.